This week, the obvious question is, what if we treated our heroes and villains the same? I'm Mike Trevisano, and each week, one of the hosts, Joe Vitalik, Bob Meyer, and myself, asks a question that may seem to have an obvious answer on the surface, but once we get into it, there's much more underneath. What would life look like if we treated the people in our lives who we perceive as bad, the villains, and those who we perceive as good, the heroes, the same? What if we were able to even out our approach, giving the villains the benefit of the doubt and some empathy, and the heroes a sense of appreciation, but without fawning or pressure? Would the world shift in some way? Would it make a difference? What would happen if we treated the heroes and the villains in our life the same? If we treated them the same? And, and what I mean by heroes and villains and treat them the same is, is this. I'll give an example. Uh, for me, and I hope this doesn't alienate uh, listeners to our, to our show, I think Donald Trump in my life is a villain. I, I think he's a terrible human being. And, and I don't even, before I even get to my opinions on his policy, right, or, or what he's doing in the government, before we even get to there, I just think he's a, a bad person. And, and if I were invited to have coffee with Donald Trump, 15 minutes with the president of the United States, Donald Trump, I would turn it down. I would say, forget it. And I'd, and I'd be proud of how I turned it down. Ah, no, right? So I, I picture him as a villain. Now, on the other hand, for a long time, I, I thought of Louis C.K. As, as a hero. Just, you know, saying the stuff I couldn't say in a way I could never say it, making me laugh super hard. I just, you know, a great artist, like great movies and great, great TV show. Just a, a hero. I would, I would, 15 minutes with him at a Starbucks, man, I, I, I would look forward to that until the moment it happened. And then I learned... It's not so much of a hero, right? He's got he's got something, you know, in his life, a huge flaw that that colors how I think of him in a in a big way, right? And so what if I were to approach both of those guys and whoever anybody's examples are, the same? And I didn't think of Donald Trump as a villain. I thought of him as a human, right? And I didn't think of Louis C.K. as a hero. I thought of him as a human. Like, what would happen if I were able to do that? What would happen if we all, if humans, were able to do that? Well, I think we'd have a yeah. better, better world, you know, and that's my short answer. If, I mean, it would be <laughs> an interesting thing because it's, it's that giving people the benefit of the doubt. We often use that term, but even for myself, we, we don't do that. We, we take in bits and pieces of information that we don't even know if it's true or not, and then we form an opinion on someone. It's that whole stereotyping thing. Um, I probably, I, I don't know what I would do if, if I won a contest and said, hey, you have 15 minutes to have, you know, breakfast or a coffee with Donald Trump. I'd probably go just to see what transpired, not necessarily looking at it from the perspective of, you know, everyone tells me that I shouldn't do this and my beliefs tell me that, you know, he is in the villain category. Yeah, certainly. But I might still do it out of hope that maybe I see a different side of him that I've never seen before. And we all have these people in our lives, you know, that we judge from afar. And then it's like you learn something from them. You're like, wow, I, I really never expected that. And then there's other people that truly are villains, right? Like where you hold out that that diamond hope that there's going to be this shining example that they're going to prove your stereotype wrong. And then they just fall into the, the evil trappings. And, and that's, you know, that's hard. It's hard to move forward from that. But 
you know, for me as a person, I, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I know they're still, I, what I try to do is catch myself when, when I'm thinking that it's like this subconscious thing, like I'm thinking a certain thing about them and I see them as the villain. I try to ask myself internally, why do I see them as the villain and what, what data points do I have that gave me that? Um, and then try to move beyond it. And I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I'm right now tallying in my mind <laughs> my heroes and villains, and that's a bad thing. <laughs> Put them in those two separate categories. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think when I, I hear this, I think to myself, when I get to know people, when I you know, get beyond the surface, like you were saying a minute ago, Bob, you have the data points. When I, I've got information that I really don't know how accurate it is, or it's certainly not about me, it's about this person, how they act in the world or how they've reacted to somebody else. I wonder how, you know, how honest that is or how correct that is. So what, one of the things I'd say is that when you, you look at a situation, whether it's a hero or a villain, they're going to be flawed. There's no perfect villain. There's no perfect hero. So on the hero side, they're going to have flaws that I would consider to be negative, you know, somewhere bad. And the villain's going to have some flaws like, you know, where they're a villain most of their life, but then they, they go to the orphanage at Christmas time and they make sure all the kids are taken care of because they got this soft part in their heart for that. You know, they're going to be flawed villains. They're not going to be real out-and-out -out villains, uh, with a few exceptions. There's probably people in the world who are, are just flat-out bad. I mean, they have just no redeeming qualities. But I'll tell you a quick story. I, when I was working at EDS, there was a, a senior manager who uh, I didn't think very highly of, like you guys are describing Donald Trump. This is a real situation for me where I can, I can, I can say how I was affected by it. And I never expected to work for him. I didn't want to. And never expected it would ever happen. And, and there was a day he, he came to our office and asked me if I would work for him, if I would spend some time, think about it, and then and come and work for him. And I sat there, you know, face to face with him and said, I, I'm not going to do that. You know, with all the things I've heard, all the experiences I've had, you know, up close, not necessarily with me directly, but I've seen him. I don't want to work with him or for him. And he was kind of a little bit floored by it. And he said, it's a great opportunity. He said, I don't think you really know who I am. And you've heard a lot of stories and all that, but what I suggest you do is two things. One is do a little research, find out a little bit more about who I am. I'll be glad to answer any questions you have. He said, then call people that work for me today and ask them, you know, people you trust, ask them what they think about working for me. So I did. And I called one of my, my good friends uh, who works out in Colorado. And he told me that, um, he said, this is a guy that um, he's got a rough exterior. You know, people don't like him, but he gets things done. He absolutely takes care of people. He'll have your back. He said, if you go to work for him, um, he absolutely will be the best manager, you know, the best leader you've ever had in your life. So after hearing that and then doing a little bit more background look, you know, look at him, I did go to work for him. And I would say that's absolutely true. Had I never worked for him or been close to him like that, he'd have been my, on my villain list. And he would have been that guy in the meeting that gets loud, that, you know, stumbles on trips on himself and that kind of thing, but had a heart that was taking care of all those people around him, was making sure the reason he was so angry or so um, out there is because he was trying to protect the people he worked with, the people that were getting beaten up, the little guys, you know, like that. So looking back on that um, as an experience, I would say, here's a villain that with a little bit more exposure became a hero to me. And unfortunately, he passed away um, several years later. Um, and, and I remember thinking about it, thinking I almost didn't have that experience. So somewhere in the world, I think what you're the question you're asking is, if I could see it differently, I could step into a lot of different situations that today I wouldn't step into just with more knowledge, more connection 
and then getting to know the person better. Kind of like you that. know, I, I go ahead, Bob. Oh no, I was just thinking when Joe was saying that it's kind of like the classic Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol, right? You know, Ebenezer Scrooge, and you know he's the villain, but then you even have the the family that's uh, appreciating what he's doing, even though you know we as the viewers of this of this play or film are, are looking at it saying, well, he's evil, he's evil, he's the villain. And they're like, no, 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 he, he had a hard life. And and uh, and at the end, it turns around to where the, the villain goes into the hero column, right? It's like, we always want to hope that this person that we view as a villain has a heart deep down inside. And, and maybe it's just their upbringing, their life. You know, we all insert ourselves in a point in someone's life, like, you know, unless you were there, you know, unless you're a parent and you see your kid from the time they're a baby until they're grown, we all insert ourselves in someone's life at a particular point. We don't know what happened before we got on the scene. And what if what happened is what shaped that person and what their beliefs are and how they act. And maybe they it's that, oh, they can change kind of perspective. Yeah. You know, I, the thing that that that's crazy hearing both of you guys is uh, so I have that sort of story too, Joe. And I, I'm, I'm sure Bob does, you know, people in our lives that we've had a huge negative impression about. We meet them, we work with them, whatever. And it totally flips around like, wow. So, so why do I keep doing that? Like, why do I automatically, I look out in the world and I just, and I can pick them. Right. And, and on the flip side too, those heroes, the people that I, that I hold to, you know, a pedestal height, right? Like what kind of pressure does that put on the relationship? If it's a person in real life, you know, or, or, you know, the inevitable letdown if you find out that they're not that way, right? Yeah, is, why do I do that? Why, why can't I just be even keeled and like, ah, you know, there is, there are neither. I mean. Yeah, maybe we're all neutral that there aren't really no heroes and villains. We're making this stuff up that, you know, we're, we're inevitably flawed, right? Like, so even hmm. your hero is going to take a fall at some point. It's the the classic arc of every of every film of every book, right? It's it's like wow, and then you relate to that and you say, well, he's just like me, you know? Why is he just like yeah. me? Because I'm I'm flawed too, you know? I'm not perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you know, people like Adolf Hitler, notwithstanding, uh, right? I, yeah. I would think I would think you know you I I would think that there are some that are villains, yeah. There's right? out there's outliers, right? You know. Yeah. Right, we're not talking about them. We're talking yeah. about yeah, the normal, the ninety percent normal, normal. Yeah, right. and what's funny at the same time, I, I remember talking to somebody who was in Germany at the time, um, had an experience, and and was telling me that from his perspective, Hitler was a good person. Hitler was a person who was protecting the German people, who was providing a good economy, who was you know take away all of the negative, which is a ton of it. I mean, I'm not saying this was a hero anyway, but yeah, well, I, <laughs> right? I get in trouble for that. <laughs> but I'm saying there were people at that time, even at that time, that I will say knew him differently or knew him better. And to him, they were, he was their hero. So uh, again, that's what you said a minute ago, Bob. It's, it's more an opinion thing. It's, a, it's an assessment on the person, which is driven totally by you. I mean, it's not, it's not like he exists out there and that's the way he is. I mean, it would be horrible to think that either of you guys or me we're the way we are, you know, just period. That's it. We're that way. We're always going to be that way. We're never going to change. We're that person. Unless, of course, it's very good. Then I would love that. But generally in the world, there's this fixed view of people. Mm -hmm. You start off say, well, he's that way. We talked about Trump a minute ago. He's that way. Yeah. But what would it look like if that were true of us and someone had that opinion? How would you ever change it? 
So isn't it neat to think that that we're also in the in the game in the sense that, you know, you might have done something in your life in a meeting or with another person that they look at you with total disrespect and think of you as the villain in their life and don't have a conversation with you, don't get to know you, don't really understand who you are. And say, Bob, in your case, Mike and I would look at it and say, that's Bob. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I mean, have you ever had that moment where someone's telling the story and you go, wait a minute, that's Jim. Jim's a cool guy. And you like almost want to defend him. Like you want to take him to court and say, hold on a minute, put Jim on the stand. Let's, uh-huh. let's see who he really is. You know, your Louis CK thing, Mike, um, I like him too as a comedian, but what's funny is to me, you know, he, he does something that can totally upset that. And, and we kind of, it's like you throw the whole picture away at that moment. Like he's, he's this horrible person, right? Yeah. As opposed to he's Louis CK and he did this terrible thing, you know, and not that the two aren't connected because it was him doing it, but but it's like the picture is not totally connected. It's not one big picture that says he went from the pedestal to the, yeah. you know, to the pothole kind of thing. Well, it's just like Bill Cosby is another person that was kind of like that. We're very well regarded. Everybody loved them, grew up with him. And now, you know, well, now it's not even a topic of conversation. People have kind of moved on to, to other other targets, if you will. But, you know, kind of ruined, you know, tarnished his whole reputation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And rightly so. I mean, this is the case where. Yeah, I think we talked about some of the other podcasts. He he was this way. He did these things. Mm-hmm. So there's no there's no over you know passing over that. There needs to be some type of a awareness, maybe a a a repercussion involved with it. But Mike, your question on you know why do you do this? I, I'm asking myself the same question. Why do I do this? And I think it's fairly simple. You know, Bob said a minute ago, we're flawed, and in being flawed, we forget that these are real people. We think they're just this thing. This that we kind of put them in the category of thing, the superhero or the or the villain. You know, you meet a person off stage who you you kind of idolize in a sense. You know, that, for me, it was like bands of the 60s. Like, I can't imagine meeting the Beatles, how cool that would be. And yet I suspect if you did at this point in your life, it'd be, hey, Paul, how's it going? You know, like uh, you'd be like more. It wouldn't be like that starstruck kind of kid, you know, that, that that sees it that way. Somewhere you would see him for who he is, an older person who was very successful in business and in writing songs and singing and so on like that. He was a Beatle. You know, nothing can't take that away. But he's also a person, and he's flawed. He has his own his own issues that he dealt with. This this makes me think of uh, of a of a, a meditation actually that I I've, I've done a bunch of times. I'm you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys have done it too. If you I know you you both have are no strangers to this this that just like me idea, where you know, where you, you think of somebody that you maybe you have to meet with today. Right. And, you know, they're bad, you know, or it's a rough, this stressed out meeting. I don't know, whatever it is. Right. You're not looking forward to it. And you can think of those people and you can ask yourself, what do I have in common with with these people? And at first, for, let, let's say I'm, I'm 15 minutes away from meeting Donald Trump at the Starbucks. Right. And I would say, what do I have com- in common with Donald Trump? And I would say nothing. Oh, my God, nothing with that guy. But that's not true. Right. If I really challenge myself, you know, this meditation you know, guides guides you to think, well, you do have things that are in common. One, you're 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 born. You're going to die. Right. You want to be happy. You want to live a life free of stress. Right. I mean, like I share that with him. Right. And if I can find those things that I are are true, like are, are real. Right. I want to live a life uh, where my family is safe. So does he. Right then I can maybe think of 
the things that he does as a little differently, right? Or I, I can still disagree with him. I can still want to argue those things. But our starting point is no is known, right? Yeah, like we have a still common starting point. It's still going to be bad. I'm thinking as you're saying all these things, you're being optimistic. Damn I'm like, problem. it's not going to work. Hey, we both have Twitter accounts. Yeah, I like to beat people up. I don't. You know, it's like. It's going to be bad. <laughs> I'm trying to find something, Bob. In 15 minutes, I'm going to have a latte with the guy. Yeah, I think this is going to yeah. happen. I think he's going to listen to the show, and he's going to be like, yeah, yeah, that Mike sounds like a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I see what you're saying as, as far as, like, you know, even for other people. Like, if I've done that time before where it's like if it's a tough meeting or I'm meeting with somebody that is a type of personality, I kind of almost visualize, you know, what could happen and, and then kind of back up to, you know, what I asked myself and Joe taught me this, you know, what do I want to have happen? And it's not always, you know, to change the person's opinion on the subject or, or to win. But, you know, in, in many cases, it's just, you know, I want to express what's on my mind. And, and that's a win for me that if I can communicate effectively, regardless of whether the person's persuaded to agree with me, that's, that's good, you know. Yeah, and I, I would think if you came away from that conversation, whether it was you, Bob, or, or Mike even, you know, with having had a, a real conversation with a real person, and maybe you express some of the concerns you have, and maybe you're being heard or not heard, maybe you validate the, the, the idea that this is really a villain, you know, that he doesn't listen to anything I say, he really didn't want to even be part of this 15 minutes, he only did it because he was forced into it or something. I mean, you can you can get more information, but I think that the the possibility is if you can do what you just said, Bob, in a clean way, in a way where you drop all of the, the stuff, you know, that's there and really come into it thinking, here's a guy, he's 70 something years old. He's had a lot of criticism in his life. He's been successful with quotes around it, you know, in terms of his business ventures. Even some of those are really questionable about how, how good is he really? You know, he's given money up front. He was, um, you know, catered to over his entire life. He's done a lot of things I consider to be terrible. You know, and other people would say the same. On the other hand, he's done probably some good things for people that, that we don't know anything about. You know, so if you put all that together and then walk into the room and have that moment where you just look at him and say, as you said, Mike, you know, the idea that he's just another person. We have a lot in common. We're both we're both nervous about the future, you know, and him in a little different way than than you. He's got the burden of the presidency on his back, you know, and it just come into it that way. You just might hear something different. I think what's key to this whole conversation is that. All of us, I mean, you guys for sure, and, and me also, I'm sitting here with the idea that that awareness alone is going to get me in a different place. Whereas picture a minute ago, I might have said, no way, I'm not going to see that asshole. I mean, I'm not going to spend any time with him at all. I'm not going to spend a minute of my life with him. Yeah. I mean, that would be yeah. ridiculous, right? But the awareness yeah. that maybe I could do this differently, or maybe I could step into this. I think it answers the question you asked, Mike, you know, why do I do this? Because I, I'm not quite aware of what might happen, what I could do if I had the ability you know, as Bob said, to what do I want to have happen and step into it that way? And he might be a jackass and I might have a story to tell, you know, that he yelled at me the whole time or something. I think that'd be a cool story, you know, mm -hmm. even if it didn't turn out the way I wanted to. But Joe, I think you, I think you hit it right on the head. If I can do that, then I have the coffee with him. Right. Yeah. But because at the beginning of the podcast, I wasn't even going to have the pot, the coffee with him. Yeah. You know, at least it, it, and if that's progress, I, you know, I may still hate the guy, yeah. but at least I was, yeah. Yeah, worst well, look at the, the worst, you can pour the coffee out. You can throw it at him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if I get shot. Or hit but him with, fun, yeah. hit him with a shoe. <laughs> but it's happening today, country. right? I mean, sports sports teams that are getting uh, you know, invited to the White House, and they're turning it down. They're making a statement, right? 
But yeah. what would it be like to go with the idea that make your statement up front? Yeah, I'm going under some protests. You know, I'm going because I deserve this. This is the White House. I deserve it. But I'm not real happy with the guy in it. You know what the guy's doing. And maybe that prompts a conversation. Maybe it prompts a. Maybe you don't go then. You get kicked out. I, I'm going because I want to tell him what I think. Tell yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. And do it in a, a very good way. I mean, in a way where your competency level is at a whole different height. Where, realize you're talking to the president of the United States. You know, if you were ever listened to, what an opportunity. We'll never have that shot in our lives, I'm sure. Yeah, I shouldn't say that, but I'm fairly certain the three of us are not going to have that opportunity in our lives. But what would it look like if someone said to you, Mike, you got 15 minutes with the president. Go. It's like, man, that'd be, that'd be great. 15 minutes of fame anyway. Andy Warhol's all thing. 15 minutes of fame. Yeah, it would be an awful weird thing to have that story and then have the memory of it being, yeah, I didn't go. I had it, but I was like, nah, that guy's a jerk and I didn't go. That, that story doesn't sound good at all. Yeah, it might make you a jerk. I mean, think mm -hmm. about it. That might make you the jerk. I mean, in that sense where you people, what, 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 are you kidding me? You won the contest, you had the opportunity, and you didn't go? You didn't I mean, go, go and just don't say anything. You know, take yeah. his picture or something or, or hold up a flag or, I don't know, do something crazy. Yeah, yeah it's kind of, it's all like almost a totally different question. You know, an obvious question is like you're making a statement by going and you're making a statement by not going and maybe, I don't know, it's crazy to think that, you know, we're all worried about what kind of statement does that make? You know, for something that large, I mean, anybody else, no one would know. Like, oh, well, Mike met with this person he didn't particularly care for. No one would know that other than you. You know, but in the case of somebody larger than life, you know, yeah. everybody knows. And 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 on the flip side, for my last thing, I'll say, there will never be a time where Louis C.K.'s skit on airplanes will not be funny to me. <laughs> he's a funny guy yeah you would no expect matter what that. no matter what happens if i see that youtube thing i'm right. gonna laugh i'm gonna laugh at what he says right but i'm willing to bet mike is my last thought that you're not you're not going to overlook what happened too i mean that, that, <laughs> that's the other pieces we're not going to say well because he's such a great comedian he's allowed to do this stuff you know yep. that just doesn't fit and i think that's where we are today with some of the villains is as they're saying those words they're saying you know well in spite of all this he needs to be the governor because or he needs to be in the senate because mm -hmm. you know and it's a democrat republican or something like that going on. yeah yeah i look at the bookends that of, of your life you know the birth and the death and it seems like except for the extreme villains that we talked about earlier like the normal everyday people in the end everybody respects them for who they are or you know we've all had these people like even people in our own families that you know pass along and you're like oh he was you know complete jerk you know the whole time but then you go to his funeral and you're like you know john was a great guy and i remember this time and and there's all those remembrances and all those great stories and you're like maybe he wasn't really that bad you know like he did the best he could right with the life that yeah. he had and that's that's what you got to yep. think about for all these villains out there.